listening to episode 45, chapter 4 of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. I'm Josh Havens. And I'm Chris Lamberth. And we're on a journey to learn what it means to live a lifestyle of discipleship. We're glad you're joining us and hope that as you set aside this time for God, that he would help you grow today in the everyday moments of life. And today we're wrapping up our conversation with Don Everts, author of The Spiritually Vibrant Home. Don Everts is the Content Development Manager in the Global Ministries Division for Lutheran Hour Ministries. A poet and preacher at heart, Don speaks at conferences and churches across the country, inviting skeptics and believers alike to gaze at Jesus and be thrilled. Don spent the last decade working in the local church, and the 14 years before that working on college campuses with InterVarsity Christian Fellowship. Whether in the church or on campus, Don has walked with non-Christians as they discover the person of Jesus and has worked with Christians in being able to fruitfully do the same in their own relationships. The research shows that men are failing to be the spiritual leaders of the household. Women are far more likely to be the primary spiritual influence in the family. So we wanted to know why and explore what men could do to help reverse this trend. But What we found is that this is an issue the entire household can get involved with. So whether you're a man struggling to be a spiritual leader or a family member who wants to see their husband or father take a stand, Don Everett's insights in this chapter will encourage you as you find new ways to support your family and help create a spiritually vibrant home. I want to talk about this idea that... uh, that came out in the research that men are less involved in the spiritual formation of the household. Um, This is really, really scary um, because, you know, men are supposed to be the spiritual leaders of the household. And, um, uh, but we are woefully lacking this area, according to the research. Um, How can men uh, begin to reverse this uh, trend? Like, yeah. And so, I mean, I guess if people are, if men are listening to this, um, they're probably on the, the more active side of things. But again, even people like myself who really mm-hmm. have a good desire to do this struggle with this. So what would you say to us? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It, 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 it's sobering uh, and it's unambiguous in the research. I mean, uh, when when people are asked who, who in your household uh, had the biggest impact on your faith, uh, 68% of people put their mom number one and 46% put their dad. It's in, in every question, almost every question with a couple exceptions, moms were outperforming dads. And, you know, some of that could be because, you know, dads, you know, in some households, the moms are there, uh, during the day, not all, um, so it, it is very sobering. And so one, one of the things that, and this is my own story, you know, um, my own father wasn't, you know, I don't have memories of him praying with me or showing me scripture or anything. And, you know, when, when we were processing this in our class at our church, there were a lot of emotions involved. And so I think one step is for men to just come to terms with their own story. And if, if you didn't have this modeled for you, okay, name that, mourn that, um, extend forgiveness where it needs to be. And then just say, as for me in my household, like I'm going to draw a line in the sand and and I'm going to try to do more. And maybe I'm not going to do it perfect. And maybe, you know, maybe people look to mom because she goes to Bible studies all the time and she knows the Bible more. And, I, you know, and I don't. I remember a, I remember a dad at my church saying to me, Don, this was years ago. He said, 
the only parts of the Bible I know are the parts that are in my kids' uh, little storybook Bible at home. He says, that's the, only, that's the only Bible reading I've done. And what I said to him was, well, then keep reading that with them. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's where you are. Do that. So the big thing for dads here, I, I've found, is is to kind of just reconcile themselves to where they are, face soberly face up to this, and then know that it's never too late. I mean, I've seen dads whose, whose kids are adults. I've seen dads who, whose kids are teenagers or who are young, whatever. Uh, say, I'm going to, I'm going to, I want to start doing something in this realm. I want to start talking about my faith a little more, a little bit more. I want to start being the awkward one who says, Hey, there's a liturgy for that. You know, um, <laughs> don't, uh, my, the thing that, you know, dads want to fix things or they want to perform. They want to do really well. Don't get caught up. Don't get trapped by wanting to do it. Well, just start doing it. And, 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 and do it in little ways, do it in messy ways, but, but start doing it. Um, it, it's never too late and it can be humbling to do that. Okay. Okay. Uh, you, you know, you know, the, 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 the reality is, um, we are called by God to talk with our kids about our faith. I mean, that's, that's there right from the beginning. Uh, and so it is expected of us, but the beautiful thing is it's good and it's, and it's wonderful and our kids are going to impact our faith and we can be a kind of servant model, a model of servant leaders who are willing to try something that's hard for us or that's awkward. And that's a model. Just even our kids seeing us attempt that, they're never going to forget. Mm. And that's going to in, indelibly shape them to see their dad humbling themselves and making an effort. Yeah, that's good. That's so good. Um, here's another product idea for uh, Lutheran Hour Ministries to create. It's the uh, it's sort of like the staples, that was easy button, but uh, there's a liturgy for that. So you can you know, hit that anyway. <laughs> Love, um, it. Love it. There's a liturgy for that. Yeah. Um, go ahead. I was just going to add, well, I was kind of along that, that line. Um, how, is there anything that the rest of the family can do to kind of help move the, the father forward in that area? Um, I think Chris was going to ask specifically about wives, um, but I, I kind of want to include kids in that too. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, right. I mean, so so part of it is um, just the family doing their thing, and you know, he, here's the reality: there are going to be families or there are going to be households where not everyone is as serious about their faith. Like that's just that's a reality. And, uh, and so if only some of the household is pursuing these things, that's okay. Like be doing that. If you want to get more of the household involved, I would say again, to, to lead with, this is fun. Uh, this is a thing we're doing together. Um, rather than leading, you know, from, from a, you know, you don't want to guilt a dad into this or you don't want to, you know, won't you lead us? You're supposed to be the spiritual leader. I have just found that's not very moving for a guy. Um, but, but to, but to emphasize that it's just a family, we're just doing messy little things. We're starting where we are. Um, just to, to emphasize those little incremental things, um, my wife has been a great encouragement to me. She calls me, she jokingly calls me her little Franciscan monk, uh, because, <laughs> because uh, again, my, you know, my prayer life is, I, I, you know, she, she's, she has a real prayer ministry and, 
And I haven't as much. And some of that's just gifting and some of that's probably fear on my part. Uh, and so she's been a great model because she models things for me. And then she just leaves spaces open for me to do things and, and kind of nudges. And there's going to be seasons for that, right? There's going to be, I, I know people at my church where the wife is like, I've been nagging my husband to come to church and he won't come. And it's like, I don't, I don't maybe, I, you know, maybe, maybe try a different approach. So, <laughs> So, you know, households have such unique dynamics in all of them and different dysfunctions and and health levels and all, you know, family dynamics are are, are so unique that I don't think there's one way. But I would say to make a way for dad to be involved and, and encourage and nudge, but to try to force or to try to do too much at once probably is, I haven't seen that to be as strategic. Yeah. And, you know, men usually respond to this idea of, uh, you know, they, they like, they like to be appreciated. And then most of us like to uh, have some sort of words of encouragement. So I guess I would like to say probably one of the better ways would might be like, if you're a lady out there and you wish your husband, you know, like honestly, Women can just ask of their husbands, like most from anything. And like, that's the, that's usually a man's joy to go to bat and to try to solve that <laughs> right. problem. And so like, that's right. I, I think if you, you know, not nagging because then we don't want to do it, but if it's like a genuine yeah. request and then that's rewarded with like love and affection, you know, I, I think, mm -hmm. uh, I think your husband, and then, and then there's just that safe space again, because fear is so wrapped up yeah. in this thing. And so if we're able to have, and that's why I love the word messy prayers, this idea that we don't have to get it all, all right all the time. And so it can, it can be messy and awkward and we can stumble through it and we could just, uh, yeah. you know, we can support each other through that process. I think that's going to go a really, really long way to helping us, uh, you know, create these spiritually vibrant homes that we're all looking for. Um, yeah, and, the, and, and I think, I think on top of that, sorry, just nope, go ahead. And, and having helpful tools because not all of us can shoot from the hip and do it intuitively. So have, having little tools that help you do the things can be helpful as well. A little devotion book or, you know what I mean? That kind yes. of stuff too. No, exactly right. Exactly right. If you don't know what you're doing, that's perfectly fine because there are ministries out there um, like your guys is like ours that want to help you, yep. you know, with yep. finding your way forward when you don't have to, uh, when, when you don't know. And so absolutely. And, you know, I think that goes for everything in the Christian life, right? Like we're not, we've got 2000 years of people who've gone and done this stuff before us. And so we all stand on the shoulders of, of giants and, uh, um, there's no reason for any of us to walk alone through, through this. So, um, That's right. what do you want to, um, have, what do you want people to take away after having re read this book? Yeah, the, the thing for me is that people would um, get excited about their household or curious about their own household. You know, that, that mm. it's something we, we don't tend to think about in these categories all that much. And so for people to just become curious about their household and, and to, to see some of this as attractive and kind of like, I wish I had – I wish I had more of that. I want to be a little more spiritually vibrant. So I, I think just that curiosity and a little bit of hunger, a little bit of thirst for that. And then and then a willingness. OK, I'll try it. I'm, I'll, I want to do one little thing to try that. That's that's my greatest hope that that people would take away. 
Don, thank you so much for uh, being with us, for sharing this research and, and your heart with us and uh, insights. Um, where can people go to get a copy of this book and to find out more about your work and what you guys are doing? Yes, yeah, so Lutheran Hour Ministries has a has a webpage with all the stuff we've created about households and to help that, including the book. And so Lutheran Hour's website is lhm.org and then slash households. And they can find all that stuff right there. Awesome. So everybody does need to go check out some of these resources and uh, pick up a copy of this book. There are so many more stories. I mean, we talk a lot about research on this podcast and we dug into it and there's a lot of research in the book, but man, it is extremely accessible, nice, big, good charts. And then you tell all kinds of great stories that make the thing, um, you know, really concrete, down to earth, practical. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely think everybody can go and get this book and read it and you are going to get so much value, um, for, and help for how to create a spiritually vibrant home. So, uh, go check that out. And, uh, Don, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Chris and Josh. Great to be with you guys. Our conversation with Don this week has emphasized one thing. Our homes play an important role in our discipleship and the spiritual growth of our family. And as the research shows, men play a vital role in the development of spiritual vibrancy. In chapter 2, Don used the analogy of a thermostat and a fireplace. Those who set the temperature and walk away versus those who continually tend and feed the fire to maintain a constant temperature. I want to challenge the fathers and husbands listening today to do what Don suggested and take stock of where you're at in the process of leading your home. And don't beat yourself up if all you know are the Bible stories from your kid's story Bible, or if you don't know how to pray even. Remember, little nudges in the right direction, even if they're messy, are often markers of a spiritually vibrant home. It's not about perfection. It's about the direction you're heading in. I also want to challenge the mothers and wives and the kids who may be listening. You also have the ability to help create a spiritually vibrant home, even if your husband or father aren't super into it yet. As Don mentioned, guilt and nagging may not be the best way to encourage your husband or father to join you. Instead, have fun doing little things together and encourage him to join in the fun. Remember, it's the little nudges in the right direction even if they're messy. For all of us who are struggling to know where to start in creating a spiritually vibrant home, I want to also encourage you to check out the resources for Don's book. You can find them at lhm.org households. They have everything from conversation starters to little devotion booklets. And while you're there, be sure to pick up a copy of Don's book, The Spiritually Vibrant Home, The Power of Messy Prayers, Loud Tables, and Open Doors. How can you create a lifestyle of discipleship? Most Christians think discipleship is a program or a few practices thrown in at the beginning or end of the day. But we want to help you create a lifestyle where walking with Jesus throughout the day is not only possible, but natural. And we have a tool that's going to help you do just that. It's called the Daily Growth Journal. It's a guided journal that's going to help you become secure in your identity with God and authentically walk with Him in your daily life. Growing daily in your walk with Christ is possible if you cultivate a lifestyle of discipleship. And the Daily Growth Journal will help you do just that.
Thanks for listening to this episode of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. To find out more about Don's work, check out lhm.org. Then check out the next chapter in our conversation where Chris and I apply a little of what we've learned this week from our conversation with Don. If you want to stay up to date on everything happening at Daily Growth Discipleship, go to dailygrowthdiscipleship.com and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Spotify.